Did you ever think you were made it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory I know this life meant for me yeah, yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to hate it. Now they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. This is Patrick Bidevi, host of Value Taming. Today we're going to talk about the coronavirus effect on the world economy. Coronavirus, what is it? What type of a virus is it? Coronavirus is a zoonotic type transmitted between animals and people. The origins is from a city called Wuhan, which is the capital of Hubei. About 50 million people live there uh, in this province in China. So now how does this uh, coronavirus spread? Well, it's through coughing and sneezing. It's through close personal contact, touching and shaking hands, or touching an object with the virus on it, then touching your nose, your mouth, and your eyes. And here's the countries that are affected by this. And I keep this in mind when I say countries affected by this, doesn't mean they've had a person that died because so far we've had 1,500 death tolls from this coronavirus, but these countries have had cases of coronavirus, such as US, China, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, South Korea, Japan, Taiwan, Vietnam, Singapore, Australia, Belgium, Cambodia, Canada, Egypt, Finland, France, Germany, India, Italy, Malaysia, Nepal, Philippines, Russia, Spain, Sri Lanka, Sweden, Thailand, UAE, and last but not least, UK. Now keep this part in mind, I'm not gonna get into what kind of a virus this is because that's very technical. It'd be an hour video, and quite frankly, I'm not a doctor to do that. I'm specifically talking about effects of it worldwide and the economy. So now there's two words you hear about, epidemic, pandemic. The real difference between epidemic and pandemic is epidemic is more local, pandemic is global, worldwide. So if something spreads within a nation, maybe that's an epidemic, but if it starts going from US, China, South Korea, Japan, now we're talking about a pandemic. Pandemic is a form of an epidemic is what it is, right? So now pandemics, what are the largest pandemics we've ever had that have affected the most people and cost the most lives? I'll go from top to bottom. So at the top is a black death, which was between 1346, 1353, somewhere between 75 to 200 million people died. Now keep this in mind, obviously this is purely numbers that have been passed down. Nothing is 100%, but this is the data that you see when you uh, do some research. Second one is flu uh, pandemic that was in 1918, around 20 to 50 million people died. HIV virus from 2005 to 2012, 36 million people died. Plague of Justinian, which is a Roman Empire, 541 to 542, uh, 25 million people died. Fifth was Antonine Plague, which was at 165 AD, 5 million people died there. Then you have the Asian flu in 1956 to 1958, 2 million people died. Then you have flu, uh, 1968, a million. Third, cholera, which is 1852 to 1860, another million. Then you have the Asiatic in Russia, flu from 1889 to 1890, which is another million. And last but not least is the sixth cholera between 1910 and 1911, over 800,000 people died. And keep this part in mind, every one of these you're looking at is over 800,000 lives, and it's third world countries, and it's pre, pre-1968. I know HIV is recent, but pre-1968, so it wasn't as advanced as it, as it is today. And coronavirus so far is only 1,500 documented death toll, which is still a big number you gotta pay attention to. The biggest concern here is to make sure momentum doesn't take off and all of a sudden it goes to 100,000, 200,000, a million, because that really impacts a lot of people's lives, economy, uh, it can really affect a lot of different things. So let's compare SARS to coronavirus. SARS was originated in Beijing, coronavirus in Wuhan. SARS pandemic was in 0203, coronavirus was in 2020. China's percentage of world GDP in 03 was only 8.7%, but China today is 19.3% 
of world's GDP. They used to be the sixth largest economy when SARS took place. Today, they're the second largest economy. Why is this important? It's a very big difference when you're 8.7% of world GDP to 19.3. Now you're the second largest economy in the world. So if something happens to China, everybody's affected by it because the only economy above China is who? U.S. So this is why a lot of industries are taking hits, whether it's travel, manufacturing, shipping, tech, mobile. You, you're seeing cruise ships with people stuck on a ship and they can't go anywhere because they're worried about the virus coming to them. You're hearing casino business, Macau. Macau's a tourist place. People go to Macau regularly, shut down. So it's affecting many different industries all over the place. Now we're hearing a lot of different conspiracy theories. So the first conspiracy theory you're hearing about is from Tito Soto, who is the Senate president from Philippines. And he gets up and he shows this video, this 10 minute video in front of about 150 decision makers there and says, this is all the works of China. China's using the coronavirus as a way to weaponize against its people, right? And there was a big dispute. We'll put the link below for you to watch it if you haven't seen it yet. Some are saying Chinese government's using this virus to attack innocent people. You're seeing a lot of folks that are coming to government is coming in, pulling people, throwing them into trucks, like quarantine, you know, to, to get them, protect them from others, saying this could be an outbreak. People are screaming. These videos are going viral. Citizens of China are posting this. They're taking them down. People are getting arrested for no reason. So that's part of it where some are saying that's one of the things that's taking place. Some are saying U.S. military and CIA is directly involved. You know, another one is China stole this virus from Canada to weaponize it against its own people. Uh, Russian TV host says it's Trump's fault. A Russian scientist says the U.S. pharmaceutical companies behind this. And another expert says they're using this as a way to target certain ethnicities. By the way, there are hundreds of uh, conspiracies we can go through that there's not really a virus going on. This is just a way to impose and control people. There's many of them, okay? Many, many of them worthy of reading just to kind of put it in a place in the back of your head, but not into going deep into it to believe 100% of everything people are talking about because it'll drive you nuts. But the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm hearing people talk to me about it and I'm like, oh my gosh, what about this? Don't shake hands. Cover your mouth when you're on a plane. I'm always traveling. You know, Mario was just in, uh, where were you at? You were at Qatar. He's coming back from Qatar. He was at Maldives and Pat, everybody had masks on. It was so interesting seeing all these people. They're worried about it. This is just taking place right now. The part I want to talk about is how does this affect the marketplace when it's taking place? Because immediately when this happens, a lot of people panic. Let's see what history tells us about what happened to the stock market, both with S&P 500, as well as the Morgan Stanley Capital International World Index, which is 160,000 indexes worldwide, to measure how the world is doing, world economy is doing. So if you look at this, I'm not going to give you all the numbers. You can go look at the link below to study this for yourself. You're mainly looking for red, meaning the market dropped. Green says the market went up. I'll give you the list of pandemics, which month it was, then six-month change in S&P 500, 12-month change also in S&P 500, then I'll give you six months for the MSCI, how it responded worldwide, okay? So HIV, it's red across the board. Six months later, 0.3, 12 months later, it was negative 16.5, and worldwide it's affected uh, by it as well. Then the rest of it, pneumonic plague, it was affected by the MSCI, but not S&P. SARS, all positive. Avian flu, all positive. Dong fever, all positive. Swine flu, all positive. Cholera, all positive. MERS, all positive. Ebola, all positive. Measles is pretty much even. It didn't really go up or down. It affected a little bit on 12 months, but the MSCI went up. Zika, all positive. Worldwide, it wasn't positive. Again, measles in 2019, all positive. You don't have 12 months because it was just in June of 2019. So when you're looking at it, 
At the beginning, if people don't follow finances and economy, they think, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. China, 9.1% market drop. What could take place? This is really going to affect me. And this is why you cannot be naive yourself. You have to consume the content that you're seeing from everybody, all the experts that they're telling you. Then go do a little bit of research like this for yourself. And I say, maybe it's not as bad as they're talking about. Why, why are they putting so much fear into me about this? Because think about it this way. Last year, just a basic seasonal flu. Seasonal flu that we get every year. 500,000 people died last year just from seasonal flu worldwide. In the U.S. alone, the number's around 14,000 to I think 36,000 last year. By the way, this is the part about China that this is why most people don't trust the Chinese government. Do you know the Chinese government said out of their 1.5 billion people that lived there in 2016, only 56 people died from the seasonal flu. And in 2017, only 41 people died from the seasonal flu. And in 2019, 144 died from seasonal flu. And they talk about their unemployment is only 3.2% in the last 20 years because the government controls the data that they give to the public. You gotta be naive to believe whatever the Chinese government puts out data-wise because they're trying to protect themselves to show to the world that they're doing really, really good. Of course they had more people that died from flu than 56 in 2016 because worldwide it's 500,000. So again, 500,000 is here, 1,500 is here. Is it really that crazy to, you know, put all this content online, spend hundreds of hours on TV, putting that fear into you and I? I'm not telling you it's not worthy of the content because we have to be aware. Listen, military slogan is very simple. Stay alert, stay alive. If you're too paranoid, you can't enjoy anything about your life because you're, you become an OCD about every single thing. Now you can't really get the best out of your life and enjoy it, right? So you look at that part. Then the last thing I want you to be thinking about is the final. Look, this ain't gonna be the first time or the last time that they're gonna use fear to control the populace. Keep this part in mind. How many people you think are gonna watch this video? How many? A half a million, maybe a million views, maybe two million, three million. Maybe like the US-China trade war video. This case, three million views. There's seven billion people living in the world. You know for how many centuries the government and people of power and mainstream media has used fear to control the people? Do you know for how long powerful people have used fear tactics to control the people? For centuries, and it ain't never stopping. The difference is today, they have more tools to do it, and they're in your face more. Notification, 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 notification. Fear, 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 fear. Look, whoa, whoa. Immobilize. But during the same entire time, there's a group of people that sit when they see this taking place, they sit there and say, don't overreact. Military says, stay alert, stay alive. Listen, wash your hands. I will tell you that. Take care of your body. Be careful how many times you're touching your face. Keep washing your hands. If there's one thing that we can get from this, there's nothing wrong with washing your hands 20, 30 times a day if you can to protect yourself. Have wipes with you. Have whatever you can around you to take care of yourself. Yes, you gotta be taking care of yourself. Yes, you gotta stay alert. But you can't overreact. If you overreact, you will take a hit. You'll have missed opportunities. I, I did a video uh, a, a year ago talking about how to capitalize off market crash. You know what's the first point I talk about? Monetize fear, not impose fear. Monetize fear. The government's gonna impose fear. The media's gonna impose fear. That doesn't mean you need to be controlled by fear. You need to stay in control, don't overreact, do your research. I mean, obviously we covered coronavirus, the pandemics in the past, SARS versus coronavirus, the different conspiracy theories, history-wise what it's done, market 9%, seasonal flu half a million. You go do your own research. You don't, don't take everything anybody says and go, you go do your research. I'm doing these things. So you say, I don't know about that. Let me go do my own research. Great. As you become smarter and smarter and smarter, then you make better moves in times like this. So you end up winning both financially by educating the people around you, your loved ones, your family, 
and you're not controlled by the media and the government when they impose fear on you. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody. Bye-bye.